Welcome to today's episode of Tuesday's Tips. Today we have the privilege of speaking with best-selling author Deborah Fine, who wrote The Fine Art of Small Talk. Deborah is also a very well-known keynote speaker, speaking on the circuit with the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, Deepak Chopra, and Damon John. Today we're privileged to have part two of this episode as we speak about the coronavirus and how to communicate at home with our families. So sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Dave Markowitz here, part of Dave and Edda Real Estate team, and today we're doing Tuesday's Tips, and we have a great speaker. It's actually part two. Um, it's Deborah Fine, and I really wanted to bring Deborah back as a secondary part because we had so much to talk about the first time, and I just, you know, she's full of information. Let me give you a little background about Deborah. If you guys don't know, she's a best-selling author. And she's a keynote speaker and I would say entrepreneur. And she speaks on the circuit with the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, Deepak Chopra, um, Damon John, just to name a few. Um, and her best selling book, The Fine Art of Small Talk, which I have read, and many other books. So I'm privileged to have her on the show. And Deborah, thank you so much. We are in. What can I say? Difficult times here, different times, times we never even would have even thought this would happen to us. Um, so good morning. Good morning to you. You're in California. I'm in Colorado. And thank goodness for technology. Thank uh, goodness. We're here to talk about communication. And I don't think it was, uh, as, I think as recently as a few years ago, people would diss technology as harming communication, maybe as recently as two months ago where we said, oh, technology is hurting us communicating with our children and our spouses and our, et cetera. And, and in many ways it did if you're hooked on your device because you use it as a crutch or because you have lost the art of face-to-face -face communication. Maybe, maybe that was harming communication, but what it has given to us during this time is if we're all not thankful for that, I, I don't know what else there is to be thankful for. I, I actually heard a very sad segment on, on Colorado Public Radio, which is part of uh, NPR, just this morning about this very um, illustrious person in our community who had been a lawyer, a founder of a major league law firm here, but did a lot for affordable housing and for discrimination way back 50 years ago. He was the one that said, uh, Jewish people, people of color will be allowed to work at this firm. And up till then, and he happened to be Catholic. And he, so he was, he was a real leader here in Denver. So he died of COVID on Sunday. Yes, today's Wednesday. He died on Sunday. And it, of course, no family members could be with him. And he didn't know how to use FaceTime. Forget what we're doing now, which is Zoom. But a nurse, according to his widow, helped him use FaceTime. And that's how they got to see him and he got to see them. He couldn't hold their hand, but, and they're not saying that, that this made up for holding someone's hand in a hospital bed as they lay dying. They just said they were so thankful. The son in Boulder, Colorado, the daughter in Washington, DC, and the widow, now widow here, that the nurse helped him with the FaceTime. He had the device there. They dropped off a device for him and he was able to talk with them. So. I just, I mean, how, hap how happy, and kids who are being homeschooled, right? Right. Thank 
that's that. And you, when you think about that, it makes you realize that internet should be available to everyone, whether they can afford it or not. That's how basic a, um, a utility it, it is, right? Correct. And I think, as you said that, I think it should be something that should be given for free, I, I would think at this point, or a small amount so everybody could have access to it. So I agree with you on that because look what's going on now with Zoom. We're open, right. able to communicate. Uh, but yes. I'm in California and there are still people saying, hey, these kids don't have internet access, so they can't go online and learn. Um, exactly. So those are, those are the issues, some of the issues that we're facing here in California. Um, I don't know how it is in Colorado, but. Oh, I think it's nationwide, but I think here's the good news about this whole thing is we're learning just like, you know, I, I know we're not supposed to get political, but we, maybe these people deserve a minimum wage that's higher. What do you think? You know, people at grocery stores, people that are janitors. At, so, but we're also learning that maybe internet needs to be a common denominator. And so hopefully we'll come out of this recognizing that and helping our fellow man with just the basics, the basics. I think we're seeing a lot of goodness coming out of this um, that I have not seen before. Um, and real goodness, I think even as I'm connecting with people, they really mean well, and they're really right. looking out for you. And I think if anything, part of this, you know, we learn from disasters and whatnot. And this, is, this will change all of our lives, I think. So hopefully, as we get through it, I hope people remember it and be kind to people going forward. And that's, right. you know, their short-term memory usually, but I hope they will... <laughs> take something from this what do you think right right so anyways back to technology i think that as simple as well with the, with your children within the home my guess is kids you know they, they love their parents and their siblings but they want to be with their friends most my kids are raised but i i think that's at the forefront of my mind with my kids and and so um although technology will allow that and that's a separate topic i mean you know what do we do as parents or uh, maybe the older siblings in the house to enhance communication. I think a couple ideas might be, uh, to, we all have fall into these um, patterns before this happened of saying things like, how was school? Or how was your day? Or um, how was your Zoom call? Maybe we might say now. Or, and I think what we need to do is, is make the effort to not only be certain we're sincere and not being rhetorical because we have to get back to our desk because we have a deadline for our work or we're worried about cooking dinner or we, whatever's going on for us. Because even though we're sort of not busy, we are, I, I don't know what your day is like, but my day just flies by. And, I mean, you have four kids, so your days must just be. I, but I still, I still don't know what day it is and what time it yeah. is because we're right. not, there's no sense of anything at this point. Even though we're working and doing things, it's right. just... But I found the best, even my husband and I, so we, we've been isolated, we're, you know, um, whatever. I mean, we're not seeing our family that lives in Denver or anything like that. Um, I found that I say to my husband on occasion, how are you feeling? Because our typical day is we get our exercise. I might have appointments like this. We, we, have, we have two meals together. I mean, we only eat two meals and, and all that. And and, we, and we're watching shows and reading books. I mean, we have a lot of freedom because we don't have kids at home. But I have heard myself over the past couple of weeks more, at least four times say, so Steve, how are you feeling? Because I think what he's doing is he doesn't want to bring me down. He doesn't want to say, I woke up, I feel so depressed. This is awful. And what about, I know he did. he's very thoughtful. And I know I'm not, I'm being very careful not to say that. It's all self-talk. 
but when I have said, so Steve, you know, what's, what's this like for you or what's going on in your mind? We've had in-depth conversations about it. I think it's a release for both of us. And I think we all need to do that for each other, whether it's within our kids, our families, or uh, in our immediate circle of family that we might Zoom call with or whatever. Would, would you agree with that, David? I agree 100% with that. Um, I want to ask you, let me interrupt you for a second here. As, let's say, older kids, not young kids, but older kids, right. they did, like you said, we talked earlier before we went on screen, they want to be out. How do you, in a nice way, tell them, hey, this is what it is right now. We, you think you're invincible, going back to the story of all those kids in Florida who were on the beach, as you remember, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I mean, it's irresponsible to other people, but we're as parents, and I know in some of your talks, you know, when kids are talking to their parents and, you know, kids are saying, oh, I know better, but how as parents do we tell our young adults, teenagers and young adults, that's not demanding them, but this is how we have to be at this point. How would you go about in start the conversation, let's say, and not be like, oh, I'm older than you, I know what's going on, but right. in a nicer way, conversation-wise. I really want to get that input from you. Well, one of the things that I think is really important during any uh, communication where conflict may ensue or is already there is to use words like, I need. I need you to stay home. I need you to not be face-to-face. -face. Instead of, you can't, or you shouldn't, or you have to. I need you to set the table, not you have to set the table, John, before dinner. I need you to set the table. So that's, that. you know, it's funny because in my book, there's a whole section on how to use language to be a better communicator. Another example of that might be um, um, I, I, if, if my husband says, um, I, uh, will you cook dinner? So if I'm, if I'm ticked off about that, I'm thinking, well, look what I did today, or I cooked dinner last night. I, instead of saying, uh, uh, um, uh, I, what I need to say to be positive is, I'll be glad to cook dinner, but not right now. Oh. If I say, I'll try to cook dinner because I'm ticked off and I'm gonna be passive aggressive, I'll try, then that doesn't do anything. But let, let's get back to your question. Sorry, I digress there. Um, so, so first of all, put, I need you to stay home. I need you to, I need you to get at least an hour of coursework done before you can play guitar. I, I need, um, I'll be glad to discuss that. I will, I am glad to talk about how frustrating this is for you. I'm glad to talk about that. Give me five minutes and we'll sit down. I just need, cause they come in your office and they're, why can't I do this? What, what happened to this? I want to watch this now. I'll be glad to talk about that. Give me five minutes. I think. We need to be good listeners. I think parents typically are problem solvers, so we want to jump in and solve their problem. Well, I know you can't see your friends now, but in July, I feel certain. Well, that doesn't, you know, they, they don't want to hear you solve their problem. They want to vent. Uh -huh. Then they want to know they've been heard. So what I think I hear you saying, honey, is that you're really upset because you were supposed to go to a prom and you were supposed to do volunteer work this week. And there's a lot to grieve here. Let's talk about what you've lost. What have you lost? And really listen. So you've lost not only the opportunity to be with your friends, but you had planned to do this volunteer activity next week. I guess I, it wasn't on my calendar, so I didn't realize, oh, you can't practice lacrosse with your friends. I hadn't even realized I thought of the games, but I hadn't realized the fun it is to get better, and now you can't get better. Instead of saying, well, why don't you go outside and take the ball 
you know, there's, there's that, you know, down the street, why don't you go there and take your stick and that's solving a problem instead of listening. I think you're laughing. Uh Oh, somebody wants to play lacrosse at your house is my guess. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to, I was going to ask you as family dynamic. Now we're all home and I have a family, let's say me and my wife, my wife and I, and, and four kids, how do we get around and get off? We, you know, we're all pretty much hooked to a gadget at this point. How do we get off that gadget? Yeah. Now we're all sitting around the table. Give us some suggestions because we can go stir crazy as well. Where it's almost like we're in a jail because we can't really leave. Right. But what do you recommend? Well, you know, one thing that I learned that I, like I said, my kids are not at home, but if they were now, this is definitely what I would do. What I did learn when my kids were home was especially my boys, they were in the car with me and I was driving. So okay. by the time they were 16, it was different. They were driving. They need to concentrate. But when I was driving, we had great conversations. You know why? Because there was no eye contact. We had the best conversations when we were in the car driving. Very interesting. I looked at me as an FBI agent or an interviewer, and I have noticed going on walks, when you go on a walk, and maybe you can make that part of your structure. We're going to go on a walk, just you and me, or just you have four kids. So to go with all four of them is creating chaos again. In my, in my opinion, I mean, you know best, you're the dad, but for you to say like three times a week, you're going to go for a walk. One time it's going to be with two of them. One time it's going to be the other two of them. One time, maybe it's going to be with just one each week it rotates. And when you're on a walk and you say, let's, I just want to check in, tell me about the, what you're studying. Tell me, and you don't have the eye contact. I think, and I'm not saying that your kids don't love you and don't, want to have eye contact. I'm just saying, I think we all loosen up when there's no eye contact. We, we all, especially when it's an authority figure, a parent, you don't feel like he's checking in on me to see if I did my schoolwork. We're just talking. And so to take a 30 minute walk, I mean, I'm, and this is, I get that uh, weather vacillates. So maybe it's raining in California today, although your screen makes it look like glorious, but we all know that's not a real screen. <laughs> so, um, but if it, if I were, if I had kids at home now, that's what I would be doing. I would make it a regular part of our routine. Every Monday we go for a walk with da, 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 every, you know, and even maybe with your wife sometimes, I don't know if, you, you know, usually it's easier with spouses. You've been married a long time. I've been married a long time. So it's easier for me to say, how are you feeling? And to get a true response from him and to really listen. But I couldn't recommend that enough. If you had kids of any age, I don't care if they're 10 or they're in college to just have that quiet time of half an hour out with nature or even on a street. I mean, you know, as long as you keep social distance from right. people, assume it's okay in California, right? It's okay it is. And, and you'll, you'll notice that a lot of people are out and just walking around the block just to get out. Right. And, but if you made that part of your regular routine and the other thing I'd make a part of my regular routine, which I'm making part of, um, like I have four sisters, so there's five of us. And I have to say, it's, it's embarrassing to tell you, but I'm going to tell you a truth. We had our first Zoom call last Wednesday, okay. five sisters from all over the country, right? And at the end of the call, my baby sister who lives in Boston said, why haven't we never done this before? Why? I, Zoom's been around a little while longer than since the pandemic. But, okay, so that's the sad part. That's, the, that's a real reality jolt. Why haven't we done this before? But the other thing I was going to offer is what we did on that call, what we did in my, my women's book club last week that I hosted on Zoom um, was let's check in. So those are the words we use. Let's check in. Uh, I mean, and, and tell us, you know, in a couple minutes, 
what's going on in your life besides the pandemic or because of the pandemic. And every woman, there were six out of the eight were showed up. And so checking in is an important thing every night at dinner. It is. Um, that's a great, great point. And talking about checking in with friends. Yes, Zoom is great. My wife just make a re- made a recommendation. We go and go to see one of our neighbors, you know, and knock on their door, but space, go six feet back. So at least you can get that more of a personal contact because we're, I think we're missing right. that. Um, you know, we tend to go to our churches, our synagogues, and we get that, that feeling of well-being with community. And we don't have that at this point. Right. So we're all looking how can we kind of get closer without breaking the law, so to speak right now? Um, right. Or putting your family at risk, which is hundred percent. Right. Correct. hundred percent. But we're all, but I know, have, we need that as, as people, right. As humans, we need that contact. That's what keeps right. us not going stir crazy. But so even if you're an introvert, I would suggest, you know, I'm, whether I'm an, extrovert or an introvert and i certainly behave like an extrovert as do you david but you um, we had this conversation we're both introverts right we've taught but, our yeah, we've yeah. taught ourselves correct that's absolutely correct but here's another ingredient that's really important especially now i mean you know because you're so successful in business how important this is but let's not talk about business now let's talk about cultivating connections personally and socially okay it is up to each and every one of us to be proactive because if we're not proactive so I'm very proactive. I, well, I li- I'm like you, I'm self-employed, I'm an entrepreneur. So if you wanna be successful, you better be proactive. So by proactive, I have a schedule. So this, for somebody to work at home, you found me, I'm a good person to work at home. But I'll tell you what else I've done. I have a happy hour schedule. Now, of course, once again, I don't have kids at home, but, so, but if I were you, I'd schedule it for eight o'clock at night. With every, you know, there's friends in Florida, we have it every Thursday. Um, tonight is with a couple that we are not, we would see for dinner maybe every two months, but I reached out to them a couple of days ago and said, Hey, you want to connect? And they did. So we're going to have happy hour with them. So I mix it up. I have regulars and then I have people just to stay in touch with. And it's been fabulous because I'm not going to miss out on that. So your calendar is basically now active, but it's a zoom calendar now, right? <laughs> it is, but you know, everybody listening, I don't know if it, you know, you get 40 minutes for free. If you want to become a, get an account, you get 40 minutes for free. But, but I just, I actually decide I'm, I'm a member now, but on FaceTime, those are people that have FaceTime or WhatsApp, that's right. free video um, back and forth to that's just true. do it with people in your life. I see, I know uh, three of our four adult kids played Catan, which is a board game. Uh, one was in Boston, one was in New York and one was in Denver. They play Catan on Saturday night, which is a game they love to play. They use some app. I have a bunch of girlfriends playing Canasta on, online um, together. And then they leave the phone open so they can still chat and play the game, whatever that means. I haven't done it. So there's so many things to do, but somebody's got to set up the game. And even, uh, well, I know with Passover around the corner, David, yes. your family there with you. But I don't know. Are you going to include other people via Zoom? What are you doing? Have you thought about um, it? We haven't thought about it. Um, we're more on the religious side, so we don't do anything like that in terms of, you know, we don't have our light and the technology, let's say, going. So we don't. But mm-hmm. for, for many people, I have been seeing that, yes, that's something that they're going to be doing, um, where a rabbi will right. lead, you know, lead it from somewhere and they'll have a virtual uh, Passover Seder, which I think is great. I, I really do. Again, this point is making sure that no, 
what let's talk about Passover, so to speak. So one of the things like they call it a mitzvah or a good deed is to invite somebody to your home who doesn't have a place to stay. And that's the basis of the whole holiday. Well, now we really have to invite people who are self-isolating into that Seder, you know, that whole holiday Passover. So I think you bring up a great, great point. And that goes back to anything. Easter's coming up. What people aren't going to be going to, you know, to church is all these things happening that we're all learning the new normal, so to speak, as, as I'm calling it at this point. Um, but like you said, be proactive, reach out, go out and find people. You still have to help people no matter what. But we're, we are, we are not as observ- we are not observant as you are. Although I will, you know, I don't want to, you know, you know, you have your beliefs, but my father is very from, you know, observant. And I mean, I've had this conversation with him about him um, fasting on him when he, cause he's, been very ill for a couple of years. So we all know what Judaism says about that, that he Correct. needs to care of his health first. Correct. So say in this case, technology, maybe there's an exception to be made. But anyways, um, so the, the Seder we were originally supposed to go to, um, they're doing it virtually. So that's great. So Steve and I get to be with all of them. And then just today, my sister, my California sister said, how about you join our Seder virtually? Let's find a time that can work mountain time. Uh, East Coast time where other sisters are and other family members. And so we're going to, I opted in as did all of our kids from around the country. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that, uh, and so she's going to send us her Haggadah. So we all have the same Haggadah because as you know, that's, that can be a challenge. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. You can probably now do Seder hopping. On Zoom, oh yeah! Right. So let's hashtag it as Seder hopping, and you'll be able to go to all. You these should do things. that, David. That's brilliant. Isn't that really cool? Just thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. But you know, I'm really happy because, I, and I have to say, I'm impressed and surprised. I've been in Rotary for 27 years. I'm in a Rotary club, past president, huge, big club, 120 people, and you know, I have to say, the current president is not only older than me, but older in how he acts. So see, that's all. I'm very tech driven with my business and he is not. And so many members of Rotary are on, they think like him, you know, to get them to even use the newsletter online has been terrible or to sign in to sign up for parties, but they're going to have our, we're having our first virtual meeting on Thursday, this Thursday, tomorrow. And I'm very impressed that, I mean, he didn't pull it together, the president, but he got somebody that he, he was a leader. He got somebody to do it. Uh, we'll see how many people show up. And even if 30 show up out of 120, so what? It's just a start. It's a start. Give this up now when we need it more than ever to connect. Yeah. And everyone is learning new technology, new tricks, and meeting people, like you said. And that all right. goes back to, you know, what you do. Um, you know, we're not walking into a ballroom right now and looking across the room as you, you know, as you teach us. And, right. you know, we're in a different type of atmosphere. but this too shall pass. We'll get back to right. what, what you do best, which is and you too, David. Yeah. I'm excited. Let us, you know, first I want this all to, everyone should get, uh, get healthy at this point. That's number one. Right. And, um, you know, we right. all have to take care of our families at this point and ourselves. Right. And, um, anyways, where can we find Deborah fine? If you, even if you spell it wrong, you can find me because I, took over all those domains a long time ago, but it's Deborah Fine, D-E-B-R-A-F-I-N-E.com. And everything is there about me, about the books that I've written. There is a book actually 
called, that I wrote called Beyond Texting, The Fine Art of Face-to-Face Communication for Teenagers. Oh, there it is. That is that might be handy for teenagers when they have to, because this is going to be tough. Here it is, June. Let's say we break free. They need jo- summer jobs. They need internships. They need to meet the new coach for the baseball team. Baseball's supposed to start in May. Now it's starting in July. So, But um, I really appreciate this opportunity to connect with you again, David, and and wish everyone listening to your series not only well, but I wish you, um, David, uh, you know, you, you really rise above the the rest and because of your heart and your which your heart offers your clients and so i hope those watching today that are clients previous clients future clients understand what a a mensch i think it, does everybody know what mensch is what a they will now they will now they can google it right right up, right um so anyway so it's great to talk to you as usual absolutely be well and, and say hi to your family definitely and uh you know stay safe thanks you too take care Hey everybody, Dave Markowitz here. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast of Tuesday's Tips. Ned and I understand that you have many options to listen to, and we really appreciate you taking the time today. So if you can, just go ahead and share it with people you know. And again, thanks so much for taking the time today.